Hello, this is Key Ideas, and I'm your host, Leela Viss. This podcast contemplates the rhythm of life as a piano teacher and music maker. Through illuminating interviews and transparent reflections, you'll feel validated, encouraged, and empowered. This is episode number 50, which is the second half of episode number 49. In this episode, Charlene, Chelsea, Jarvis, and I continue through our list of all-time favorite teacher and student-approved ensemble music and even play snippets of each. If you've ever attended a music teacher conference, most likely you've rushed to make a music publisher showcase before the first session of the day. This is like one of those showcases, but you don't have to hurry to save your seat. Just grab your earbuds and listen in, and Charlene and I take you on a tour of ensemble music that is guaranteed to please you and your students. Again, my apologies for the sound quality, and thanks for your continued support. Actually, pull up my Disney ones. I don't know why I pull those out, but there's some really great Disney arrangements out there too. Do you mind sharing a few in the list? Even if we don't talk about them here, that might be nice. Yes, mm-hmm. yes we've done. Oh my gosh. I will add those to this list. Okay. Like we've done, um, oh, the Toy Story ones and we've done some Frozen ones and yes. Okay. They're, they're pretty fun. So yes, I'll definitely pull those up. Okay. Okay. Dragonfire Fantasy. This one's a Carol Matz piece. Mm-hmm. Um, now the secondo starts out with some boom chucks. There, they do get the melody, which is pretty fun. And then the pre, the primos have the same melody. Pretty exciting and fun and fast. So um, they have some grace notes to play in there. The hardest part with this piece is they have to do some off beats. So the secondos go, and the primos went. Have to do it right afterwards, and you know, of course, they don't count. <laughs> That's their biggest problem is they have to come in on beat two. And so. I know, but which is good for them, right? Yeah. So that was a really fun piece. Um, okay, Kevin Olson, Legend of Pirate Pete. This is in kind of an oldie goldie. Um, when we did this one, I wrote a poem to go along with it. Oh. So. <laughs> When I came to Phoenix, the um, our ensemble, they got up on the stage and got off, got up and got off. And so um, I added, an, I convinced them to let me add a narration because I, I just kind of thought it was a little boring. Right, yeah, might as well. Well, not just, not just boring, but I think like, we use the time to um, educate the parents for what the things were. Because a lot of the times, you know, people didn't know what sonatas were or... Right. Um, history of what the things were. So, um, do you want to hear my poem? Yes. Okay. Here's the legend of Pirate Pete. Long ago and far away, there was a pirate who loved to play. On the piano, he once found in a quest for gold. He heard it sound. He took the gold and piano too and used its tones to calm the crew. For buccaneers are wild, you know, and the melodies just soothed them so. That even when the gold was lean, the sun was hot and the weather mean, the captain still could cheer day with the piano and music he'd learned to play. So that is how the le- legend goes of Pirate Pete and the bounty he chose. The gold ran out, but the crew stayed by for the treasure of music under the open sky. 
Charlene, you have a new calling in life. Oh my goodness. Kind of silly. Okay, so here's the legend of Pirate Pete. This one is a super fun piece to play. And I'm gonna I'm gonna play a recording so you can hear both parts just a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. um, this is a pretty cute little piece. Of these kids playing. There you go, kind of fun. Yes, it's got the modal, it's got the fun rhythm. Gives you that whole piratey feel, doesn't it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there you go. Okay, so that is Pirate Pete. And then um, let's see, what's next on our fun little list? Want to be a spy? Oh my gosh, another great one. So if you want to dress up like a spy. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so one year I've been banned from using props. <laughs> no props, huh? Well, I was conducting with a a huge spyglass, like a big round, you know, yeah. huge. Yeah. And it flew off on the uh -oh. downbeat. Oh, <laughs> like <my>. it went <laughs> across the room and hit a piano. Oh my, okay. Oh yeah, so I can only use a baton. Yeah, thank goodness, thank goodness it didn't hit a cute little kid in the head, wouldn't that have been terrible? But no, no more swords or, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, lesson learned. Lesson learned, right? Thanks for sharing that tip, that's a good tip. Yeah, good tip. So who knew that when I was gonna use that big thing that the top part of the spyglass would go flying on the downbeat? Not me. Okay. Isn't that fun? So I wanna be a spy. You can just hear them. That that's kind of how that motive goes. I think it's super cute. Now bass is loaded is just what it is. <laughs> yeah, I recognize that. And I think I wore I wore a for this one, I wore a catcher's uniform. With the da -da -da -da. And then And it's a little harder than it looks. Um, tricky that secondo part's got plenty of things to do in there oh they get a fun part oh, 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 oh. Oh. and then they, they pretty much love love that one and that's by melody bober and that is just a music all by itself right it's not in a book it's really fun super fun they just, anybody who loves baseball will think that one is great. Now, I bet you've played this next one before. Oh, yes. Yes, I'm so glad you added it because this is this is a standard. Yes, All-American Hometown Band, which I am not going to play because 
you know, it's, you got to hear it together. I'm sure most everybody's probably heard this one, but it's good to have it on the list because it's easy to forget. And the recording I have is darling. It's not my students, but these two little girls trade places. They're very good. I don't know who they belong to, but they're really cute. And they're even dressed up in matching blue dresses. And they're very, very good. Um, And they they trade places and their technique's quite good. But um, here's a little part of them playing. Yeah, the voicing in that secondo is not easy. No, so no, that's, no. that is a pretty tough little thing to do, I think. Yeah. So um, I did it well. Fun one for sure. Okay. So Tennessee Ridge, um, Mary Leaf is just one of my new faves. So she, um, I need to, I'd like to meet her actually. Yeah. She lives in North Dakota, I think. She does. Mm-hmm. So yeah, on my list to uh, have some of these composers on the podcast. I don't know if they know that we're talking about them all the time. You know, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> it would. It would be fun. This is a really cool piece. We've done this piece a couple of times. So this is um, Tennessee Ridge. Here we go. Let's see. So my experience of this piece is it starts out pretty easy yeah. and then the further in you go, it's a little harder than you think. I can hear that. Yes. That's there's a lot of syncopation. It's a little tricky. It's a little tricky. Okay. Um, the next one is, oh. Oh yeah. Melody Bober. Are you yeah. I underlined this one too. The Phantom. One of my yes. awesome favorites. This yes. one's great. This one is excellent for Halloween. Um, I can show you this phantom one. It's pretty great. I've done this one for phantom a few times. It's really excellent. Uh, did you an earworm? Can't get that. Yes, it just doesn't get out of your head, right? Yeah. And then reminiscence is a really nice one too. That's in yeah. there. So many great ones in this one, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, this one's really beautiful. If you're looking for a lyrical piece, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. 
just played that with a student. It is, it's, it's in another book too. I think it's in one of her grand duet books. It might be. They have redone so many things yes. in there. Um, here's another Kevin Olson piece, Ho Down at Cripple Creek. This one's super fun too. Um, love this arrangement. Well, it's not an arrangement. This piece is pretty fun. What's another nice thing to do is when we look for pieces for ensemble is finding something that has a place where you can stop <laughs> because sometimes you find your ensembles get away from you uh, uh -huh. and you have to like get them back together. So putting Fermatas in are really helpful. Uh, yeah. Cause that yeah. one just goes. Yeah. yeah. You just need to do that. Okay. Um, here's a standard. You've probably taught this piece before. It's kind of an oldie goldie. Big River Barn Dance. I think I have six copies of this one. I I love it. Um, this recording has these two cute kids. They look like brother and sister. They both have red hair. Um, let's see if I can pull. And we're still on in the intermediate level, which I'm thinking that hoedown at Triple Creek. That was a pretty hefty intermediate. But nope, it's pretty. It's definitely intermediate. I promise. Yeah. Okay, here we go. So they change meter right in the middle. Yeah. It reminds me of Rodeo. Yeah, it's really, it's super fun. And mm -hmm. then it goes back to the um, other tempo. I just love that piece. Okay, so this next one, oh my gosh, you will love this next uh, one. You talked about this one. You told me about this one. So. Oh, it's so cool. And um, the recording here is actually from our ensemble. This was written for our Arizona State music teachers. Um, Kevin wrote it for us. Um, it's so cool. But you, you have to like stomp your feet. And oh, there's our guy that's recording our, we have our narrator that comes back every year. His kids aren't even in it anymore. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's got an official voice. That's for sure. No, he's got a very low voice. Okay. Here we go. So that's eight pianos right there. Fun. Isn't that so fun? Yes. 
Okay, oh. so that's the first part of that's the first part of that one. Okay, um, soaring. Let's see. This one's lovely, Mary Leaf. Oh, she's just you know. <laughs> oh, are you a fan? I'm a fan. <laughs> he just has such beautiful lyrical pieces. This is a new one. I just bought it this year. Okay, so it's lyrical. So a lyrical one. Yeah, she's my new standby lyrical one. Okay. I think this is beautiful. I'll kind of start it in the middle. Okay. So there you go. That one's, and those two two boys playing that one, which is kind of fun. Oh, yes. oh, here's another Mary Leaf right in a row. Sorry. Sorcerer's Dream. Um, we've got late, now we've jumped into late intermediate. Mm -hmm. um, so she, um, this one goes pretty fast. And um, it's a little tricky. She's got some meter changes in here that make it um, pretty swirly. Right? Okay, just three more. Okay. Um, two Kevin Olsons, Rocking the Boat. Have you play, have you done this one before? Nope. Oh, you'll, you'll love it. You'll love it. You'll love it. Okay. So he wrote this one for um, the teachers in Mesa, which is uh, not too far away from me. And we heard it um, and decided we had to do it. And we've done it several times because it's just such a cool, it's just such a cool piece. So what you're meaning is that you'll repeat a piece again. Yes. Maybe skip a year and then throw it back in the program. Oh yes. So we yeah. keep detailed notes. We have a secretary and we have, we know exactly when it was done. Um, we repeat them like every seven or eight years because you know, the kids. They're so good. Yeah, they are so great. So we've done lots of them several times. Okay. So this one is rocking the boat. Rhythm is pretty fun. Yeah, super tricky. Mm -hmm. But you know, Kevin just knows how to do it. He does. I know. It just sounds so sophisticated. Mm. I know. He's just like, 
Yeah, kind of amazing. Okay, so then we have, um, oh, back to Kevin again. So he's got this whole suite called a seafaring suite. I have done every single piece in this um, suite. <laughs> it's, um, he actually wrote it. When I was listening to this recording, I did not know this about it. He wrote it for actually, um, Columbus, like a Columbus day, which I had no idea, oh. <laughs> but the pieces are so great. Headwinds happens to be my favorite, but they're all about the ocean and they're, they're pretty, they're pretty fun pieces. So you can do them all at once or you can separate them up. They're great for like, um, definitely advanced students. Okay. Let's go to a later. There you go. So that was headwinds. Wow. You got to be a player for that one. That's for sure. Yes. That goes really fast. Okay. So the last one on this list is uh, the Scarlet Cape by Ralph Federer. This was a new one for me that someone brought to our um, ensemble committee. Um, I think Francisco, who's on our committee, brought this. He is great. Our committee is awesome. We just bring things that I've never heard of. I learn all kinds of cool things from members of our committee. Um, so this piece is fast, hard, and really fun. I have not heard of Ralph Federer before. I had not heard of him either. So, um, and these guys who play this are really fun. And they do some yelling in the middle. some there might have been a little cleaner performances but their enthusiasm just made me it almost sounded like it was you know playing faster than normal speed because it's so fast oh my goodness um, no they were up to tempo wow i know so amazing okay so those were my favorite ensembles and i didn't even do the disney's and there's so many fun disney oh. ones I know. Okay. Well, if you can link some of your favorite Disney's, I think people would appreciate that too, because yes, I will definitely do that for you. We'll be right back.
Hi, teachers. It's Tim here from Top Music. I'm proud to be a supporter of Leela's show and wanted to take a moment to let you know about an amazing community of piano teachers ready to welcome you over at Top Music Pro. Top Music Pro is the global hub for piano teachers looking to connect, learn, grow, and be challenged in both their teaching and studio businesses. Community members save time by accessing hundreds of step-by-step lesson plans, creative teaching frameworks, business guides, online courses, and workshops. We offer training in topics as diverse as piano technique, lead sheets, website building, intermediate repertoire, group teaching, and special needs teaching. We also save you money through our extensive discounts with Music Notes, Sheet Music Plus, Music Room, Office Depot, Tonebase, and many more. And if you like sheet music, all our members get a free book of studio-licensed, beautifully engraved sheet music each and every month. So, come and check out the Top Music Pro community free for 14 days on our full access studio plan by heading to topmusicpro.com and using the coupon code TEAMLILA. That's all one word. Don't tell anyone, but there's also a surprise discount waiting for you when you click join now. I can't wait to welcome you inside. Okay. Right now, we've been talking all about duets that have turned into what a multi-piano concert just because we've got a whole bunch of pianos on stage. So everyone's playing the same thing. Somebody's playing Primo, somebody's playing Secundo, but now there's also something called concerti, which is what, how would you describe those? Hmm. So concerti are usually designed and written for a piano as the soloist with an orchestra as the accompaniment, or some are written as two piano works. Um, the ones that I'm going to show you are, um, most of them are written for piano and um, orchestra, but I have two that are, uh, one's written for piano and with a rhythm accompaniment. And um, one is, there's another one that's written just for two pianos. But there, what's so great about some of these is they are really accessible for young students, which is really exciting, like level two. So you can have, kids actually learn a concerto and um for my studio i'm a firm believer in um teaching your students to memorize when they're doing solo works when my students play duets you can use your music but if they're playing a concerto i feel like that's a solo that's a solo work so my students who do concertos get to memorize their concerto part um while the accompanist gets to use their music um but these concertos are really accessible for these young students. So the very first concerto I have on here is this kid concerto, and it is awesome. Each movement describes an emotion. So they have, I'm mad, I'm bad, I'm sad, I'm glad. <laughs> and they're like, here's your first one when you're mad. They're just playing cluster chords. That's what they're playing. And they're doing a scale. So they're just, they're really mad. And yeah. you, you can pretty much, you can teach a lot of that by rote. Uh -huh. They're playing cl cluster chords and then a scale. So you could, you could totally teach, teach that one. And then the one that's sad. Yeah, I mean, you really could teach a lot of that. And then oh. there's a nice accompaniment that goes with that, a, a second piano part. Then. Second piano part that goes right along along with it. Now, I'm glad it's the hardest one. It's in it's in six eight time, 
and it starts on beat two, which is, you know, it's heart one, it's got chromatics in there. So that was the most difficult one of all of them, but uh, it's, they're very accessible. So that's a fun thing to do if you want to teach your kids concertos. Um, the Youth Concerto by Lynn Freeman Olson. Yes. Oh, this one is so lovely. Can I just, I want to play an example of the second movement is gorgeous. Um, I wanted to play a little bit of the second movement for you. It's so beautiful. If you have any high school girls, they will, let's, I'm going to zip your head. It's called Night Lights. And this is with a rhythm ensemble. This is actually the second piano part. Pretty. Yes. And you have that labeled late elementary, correct? Yes. Wow. Um, isn't that great? Now it says it's for rhythm ensemble, but this is a two piano version that I have. I see. Okay. Yep. Um, but I think it's gorgeous. And the parade version, oh my gosh, it's, I would say this is like a level four kind of a piece. But the, the, um, the last movement is not hard. Lots of staccatos, fast and fun. So I think it's really accessible to average, an average student could play both of those. Okay. Right. okay. Berkovich, um, is that the next one? Oh, this is a nice, this is a nice little piece. I've taught, I've taught this one too. Um, it's an elementary uh, piece. And this one is, um, the third movement is the one I've taught. Let's see. And let me jump ahead. And this is not necessarily for a monster concert then? You wouldn't no, use these? No, this is a concerto. Mm -hmm. So this is what you could do for a solo, um, for just for, a for like a, or or there are concertos uh, available. I, I don't know, maybe these are on the NFMC list, you know, the Federation list? They should be on the Federation list for sure. Fuck, yeah. So these are based on um, Ukrainian folk tunes. Kind of pretty. I would say it's about a level four or five. You do have to have a little bit of musicality in order to make that sound. Mm -hmm. Okay, my um, country concerto, oh my gosh, these are terrific. So these are in six, eight. Um, so, so fun to play. Um, just super fun to play. So the recording I have here is a young gal that's playing the entire concerto. I happen to really love um, the first movement and the last movement. That's the 
here comes our soloist. Okay, so now we're going to jump to the third movement, which is pretty fun. Has all the energy. Yep. Here's our slow movement. Anyway, that's a fun piece. Yes. Lots of energy. Qualifies yes. all of that energy. We're going to jump down to, I'm going to, Bob Vandals is great too, but I wanted to show you um, this Concerto Bravo by um, Kevin Olson because it's such a great, oh my gosh, he's just terrific too. So he's got this whole concerto that just does a million things. We're going to just jump to the middle of it so you can hear a portion of that because he's got so many fun rhythms. There you go. So that was yeah. the third movement of the Concerto Bravo. So those are some fun concertos that anybody, any of your students could learn to play. <laughs> Man, we are like running out of time here and we have one more yet category before we even move to Halloween. I think we're going to have to move our Halloween to a different episode. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's okay. This is all really good information. This is wonderful information. So this is great. So ensembles meaning to you, what, what does that mean? Not just a duet anymore, not a concerto where it's two pianos, one person at each piano. So what do you mean by ensemble? Say a trio or a quartet. So three or four people at a piano. Yes. Yes. And um, you and I, I think we both, uh, I'm looking at our list here that we've made together. Susan Staples-Bell and Dorla Aparicio both have uh, a number of pieces available for ensembles like this and even multi-level ensembles. But I, have, I am not familiar enough with them to talk about them. What about you? No, I have not because okay. I, I have not done either of those because I have not taught group classes in that way. So I wish I could talk more about those because I bet they're awesome because both of those ladies do really cool things. They do. So there, that is available to those who are teaching in a group setting that have different levels. And I think that's an important thing to uh, say. But right now, I'm, <clears throat> we're not going to highlight any of their music because neither of us have dug into that. But just wanted to make sure that we recognize them. And then I have not ever taught the balloon pop polka, but I've seen it done before. It seems like it's a standard. Have you ever taught that one? I have. It's been a long time, like 20 years ago. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's really tricky. 
but it's super fun. You just have to be good at popping those dang balloons. Yeah. <laughs> so those are all on the list and we've got links to different things, but it looks like then the first one that you list here is an intermediate level on Bird's Hill. Oh, it's so beautiful. I have a set of twins. They're turning 16 this year and their mom, and they played this um, piece this year at Halloween and it is, it's just gorgeous. So let me show you, um, let me show you this one. I think it's so beautiful. If I can pull it up. So they dressed up like for Halloween and they all looked like wood nymphs. It was very oh. cute. Oh, fun. Oh, that's neat. Wow. Yeah, it was really cute, but it's a beautiful, I think it's just beautiful piece. And then the other one that's super cool is um, this Legend of the Phoenix. This is two pianos, eight hands. We don't do these very often for our ensemble just because um, it's hard if somebody drops out when you have two pianos, eight hands, you know, because then you end up missing one part and there it just makes it hard to fill in that extra part mm -hmm. and our policy has always been we just want kids playing we don't want a bunch of teachers filling in the parts got it yep that and it's sense. too hard for kids to fill in and, and pinch hit because they're too busy to do other things we just don't want our stage filled up with a bunch of teachers so that's just kind of how we've done it i know other organizations do it different but that's just how we've we've done it here. Um, so here's um, Le Legend of the Phoenix. So we actually had Kevin, um, we commissioned him to write this for our organization about, I think in 2007 or 2008. Nice. Yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of nice. <laughs> Lots of cool syncopation wow. like Kevin does. He just does such cool things. Just marvel at his creativity. Like, I, know, oh, I mean, all of his pieces sound different, right? Yes. Okay, so this outstanding one, I don't know if you've taught this one. No, I've heard of it though. Oh my gosh, it's so darling. So one person is outstanding. So he's standing outside of the trio. Okay. And um, it's very funny and they are having to pop in every once in a while and and play their part so they're really annoyed you can ham this up like crazy we did this for our ensemble and um <laughs> the kids who did it kept you know we had a girl that would flip her leg up every time she'd play it was very funny <laughs> yeah so um the recording i have here is not from us it's from the winners in at, in california so they're very very good Okay, so here we go. So what's happening is the outstanding part keeps running in and trying to play. So sometimes they play at the bottom, sometimes they play in the middle, 
sometimes they play at the top. Anyway, very fun. So it's a fun, fun piece to play. And then um, the last one I wanted to share um, is a very old piece. You can actually get it for free on IMSLP. Oh, okay. You can buy it if you want to. I have the, I purchased it and it's easier to get the free one because it's easier to read. Oh. <laughs> the one you buy is harder to, it's harder to read. So I, the, it's easier to read the, what they have on the um, on IMSLP, which is kind of interesting. This is a very old piece by uh, Lavignac, and it's four people on one piano. Okay. Okay. And uh, there are lots of versions out there. We just, me and my, um, some of my friends, we just played this for our uh, professor, Amano. He passed. Okay, this is the one you did. All right. Yes, this is a piece we played um, our um, college professor, passed away this summer, not this summer, this last uh, December. And we had a memorial service for him and played at his um, at a recital to honor him this last summer. That's one of the things we did. And so we ended the concert playing this piece and we just had a ball doing it. So it's um, harder than it looks and it's very fun. So I'm gonna play part of it for you. Okay, is this your group playing? This is not our group playing. Um, these are, for um, some gold medalists that did this in, I don't even know where they are. There's lots of hand crossing. So I posted a video of us playing it not too long ago. And last um, last year I had four graduating um, seniors play it. And they oh did a Chinese God. fire drill in the middle of it. I didn't even know they were gonna do it. Uh, they just did that as a, you know, as a joke. They stopped playing and ran around and then traded places and played different parts. Well, in a lot of these, you have to have really good students, right? One yes. Says, you know, they have the technical facility, but they're also yes. have dedication to practicing. So. Yes, and it's funny because I purchased, you know, I, 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 bought, I bought it, I think uh, Fisher has, um, you know, you can purchase it from Fisher, but it's also, you can get on IMSLP, but Fisher labels it as a level two baloney. This is <laughs> level, six. level six or level seven. It goes very fast, uh, very, yeah. very fast. And you have to, um, when we were practicing it, um, it about killed us and we're pretty decent pianists. Yeah, yeah. We're a good pianist. And for us to stay together and be clean and even, um, it was it was it was pretty challenging sure. to always be able to do this. So there's no way it's a level two. <laughs> no. I, I don't understand leveling for the most part anyway, because it can be elementary level perhaps, but you know, there's always gonna be something that's intermediate <laughs> in an elementary piece. Oh my gosh. And can you just, you know, it's so annoying. Are all this 
music out there that's labeled as, you know, easy piano. Yes. And all this pop music out there. And, you know, it's so hard. It's like level five or level six, and they've just made it big. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they just, I'm like, are you kidding? I always tell my students that is a big fat lie. Right. That is not easy piano. Do not, do not use the word easy. Never, ever. There's, you know what? I, there's a couple of them that I did forget to put on the list that I just pulled from a basement. Remember all of my duet music and ensemble music was in the basement, but I don't want to leave out uh, Rand, uh, Robert Vandal's triple dip rustic dance and hot pursuit. Oh, those are all so great. I use those all the time with students and now I just haven't used them in forever. So this is just really good. It's a refresher course on all the things that I used to do taking things out of the archives. So this is exciting. So thank you so much. So I think what we need to do is we need to wrap this one up. I think this is going to be one episode all its own. And um, I, this has just been a treat to walk through these with you, Charlene. Thank you so much. Oh, it was really fun. And I'm, gosh, that did take a little longer than I expected. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, you, I mean, the list that we have curated for the listeners is just an amazing list. This is, this is gold. For anyone who is looking for ensembles and now we've got the same thing coming for halloween and then for christmas so they're super fun and you know what to get where it's got to be fair i'm super lucky that i have an amazing um ensemble committee that i work with to, that has come up with so many of those pieces so i cannot take the credit you know they they all work so so hard to come up with so many of those pieces so i thank just thank you to them and thank yep. you for sharing what you know with us because yes you're right it, it does take a lot of shopping and looking around so if someone knows the top the cream of the crop that just cuts down yeah it just helps time. a lot to have lots of eyes and ears and you know no, and no. learning all of those things together as a group makes it so much easier than just one person you know it does. All right. Well, will you come back and do Halloween with me? Yes. And I will do some Christmas too. So I will make sure that gets done. Thanks for chatting with me, my friend. It was great. Yes. Thank you. All right. Have we'll be back. I will. Have a good one. Thanks, you my too. friend. Well, that's a wrap on Ensemble Music, so make sure to head to the show notes for the complete list of all our favorite ensembles. The list is organized according to levels and in alphabetical order. It includes titles, composers, videos of most pieces, and links to where to purchase the sheet music. I'm Leela Viss, and see you in the trenches, armed and ready with Ensemble Music.